Welcome to the Darkened Doorway podcast, your doorway to everything dark, crimey and weird. A little girl is standing alone at the Southern Cross Railway Station in Melbourne, Australia. She's doing as she's been told and is staying still, waiting for her family to come back and get her. Except she's been there for a long time now and she's getting scared. She can't see her family. As an elderly Chinese couple approach the three-year-old, she starts to cry for her mother. Hey Darklings, today we're going to talk about an Australian case from back in 2007 with an adorable little girl called Pumpkin. On the 15th of September 2007, police were called to the station that day and a little girl whose nickname was Pumpkin due to the clothing brand Pumpkin Patch that she was wearing was taken in as a search began to find out how this little girl whose real name was Xian Zuen Xiu came to be alone in a busy train station. Xian Zuen Xue, who I'm going to call Pumpkin because she is just the cutest little pumpkin ever. Really is. Was the daughter of... Yeah, she's gorgeous. Was the daughter of Nei Xian Shui and Anan Liao, a New Zealand couple who had married in 2004. Pumpkin was actually known as Claire. Well, at least that was her Australianified name, apparently. So we're just going to talk about her as Claire and Pumpkin. But Pumpkin is way cuter, I think. Way, way cuter. Nei Xin Xue was born around 1954 and had immigrated to New Zealand from China in 1980. He was a martial arts expert, that's inverted commas around the word expert, and ran a school called Internal Energy Kung Fu, as well as a Chinese publication, a magazine called The Chinese Times. The Sydney Morning Herald stated that Mr. Shue has a website in which he promoted internal energy kung fu and claimed his discipline of Wu Tai Chue improved health and helped people cope with emptiness. Don't think it helped him. No, not at all. Great Master Zuen, hmm. Great Master Shue Nayan is a successor of the sixth generation and he is one of the few that has formally named international famous Tai Chi master. The website says Tai Chi Australian Chief Executive Oceana General Secretary Han Jin Song said that he had never heard of Mr. Shue. I've seen his website and he certainly is not as famous as he promotes himself, said Mr. Han. He may be good, but... He's not that good for me not to know. Mr. Han said Wu Tai Chi was designed to improve people's health and stress levels. I wonder if it really gave him many tools to uh, to help with outlets for, yeah. you know, stress. I don't think so, what this uh, special mm. individual does. Now let's move on to Annie Liao. I'm going to refer to her as an English name because that's apparently what she used. So... Annie moved to Auckland in New Zealand in April 2002 to study English, and that's where she met Shui. They seemed to have married fairly quickly and moved to a twin flat with a shared kitchen in Mount Roskill. Apparently, they had a fairly happy marriage up until 2004 when Annie did the unthinkable. The unthinkable indeed. Mm. Annie gave birth to a girl. (gasps) A girl, I say. Oh, my God. The audacity. What a terrible woman. (laughs) Now, Mm. despite the fact that we all know that a male sperm is actually what decides the sex of a baby, 
Shui all was like, no, it's not fair. And he decided that he was a little bitch and it must be his wife's fault. And he suddenly became an absolute sack of crap, introducing some serious domestic violence into this relationship because that'll teach him. Freaking idiot. Isn't he just? Not my favourite. No. Unfortunately for Annie and Pumpkin, the violence was so bad that the family were actually known to the local police. After one incredibly violent attack, Annie actually had to take an AVO out against Shuey, and on the 28th of July, 2007, she actually took Pumpkin and fled to a women's refuge in the centre of Wellington, New Zealand, after Shuey threatened to murder her. Okay, and I am actually really impressed with Annie because she took it seriously. And in so many cases, you see that people are like, oh, he only threatened to kill me, but he'll only ever hit me. Like, lady, he is, he's, he's leveling up. He's going to do it. He's not lying. He's literally going to be thinking of murdering you. Run. Run, run, run away. Hmm. I remember once I was sitting in a courtroom um, in one of my previous jobs and I was watching this girl and her boyfriend's mum pleading with a judge to let the boyfriend come home from prison. And he was in tears on the screen or like, oh, I only strangled her two times. Ugh. And that, yeah, and that badass judge was like, yeah, he tried to strangle you. No, girl, he's going to kill you. So, yeah, he did not get to get out on bail. So I hope that little girl woke up and ran before he got released. Mm, Me too. My God. Anywho, back to this case. So Annie was able to find a place to stay in rooms that were rented out by a man called Wei Hong Song, who had a house in Johnsonville, New Zealand. Now, Mr Song's family were away in China, and it's said that he and Annie started to have feelings for each other. But, you know, the darndest thing, Shui was really butthurt over this. So butthurt, in fact, that he bought an axe and drove to the house and used the axe like something out of The Shining to search the rooms of the house. Thankfully, Song's dog let everyone know what was happening. Don't worry, the dog is okay. I know you're all worried. And Song actually ran after Shui with a rifle, scaring him off. Like, very, here's Johnny. (laughs) Well done. My gosh, that. Shui was then spotted by a speed camera at 3.31am heading back to Auckland, presumably with his tail firmly betwixt his legs. Now, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. as is often the case, Annie actually went back to Shui after this and recommenced their relationship for the sake of their daughter. Note, people, please don't do this. Mm. Kids are going to be so much happier away from domestic violence. Sorry. But now, on top of Shui's already violent tendency, he'd added more insecurity to the mix. As he was scared Annie was having an affair, it was during this time that Annie was actually granted sole custody of Pumpkin. Good honour. On the 11th of September 2007, Annie went to the local FPOS machine at 6.46pm. This is the bit I hate when you um, start talking about specific times. That makes me feel like something bad's about to happen. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was in her shared kitchen at their Keystone Avenue flats when her flatmates from the other apartment last saw her. There it is. Last saw her. Here I am. The roommates went on their nightly walk, leaving Annie at 8pm and returned at some time between 10 and 11pm. 
It was some time between these times that Shui took a necktie and strangled Annie to death. The forensic report stated it took her three minutes to die. I imagine mm. it felt like a lifetime, though, that poor woman. It's horrible. Mm. Now, there were reports that a sword was used to kill Annie, but this isn't true. According to most reports and the High Court's final remarks, she was strangled with Shui's tie and a pendant that she was wearing at the time. I think this was confused because he did have a sword, Mm. which the police removed after a DV incident, along with his passport, both of which he retrieved from the police. Oh, wow. So he already had weapons in the house. Yeah, and he got them back because, you know, that's how it goes, unfortunately. Mm. Shuey then took Annie's body and put her in the boot of his silver 1993 Honda Rafaga, which was parked at the front of their house. So what's a Rafaga? Um... I'm not sure, but it's not a key fact, so we'll keep moving along. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) On the 12th of September at 12.27pm, there's those exact numbers again, (laughs) Shuey went to check his safety deposit box and then at 2pm he was pulled over by the police who questioned him as to where he was going. He told the officer he was heading home, but shockingly, he was lying. (gasps) A mamama. I know, shocking. Shocking. Mm Mm-hmm. He then went and booked flights for himself and Pumpkin to fly to Melbourne, Australia. On the 13th of September, Shue arrived from New Zealand in Melbourne with Pumpkin. I couldn't find out about much that they did between the 13th and the 15th, but I'm going with sightseeing or something else fun, simply because I don't want to think about that little girl having any more terrible life experiences. And at this time, she wasn't aware that her mother was gone and that her father was a giant piece of excrement. Realistically, this must have been the last time she was happy with poor little chicken. really sad. She's so damn cute. I know. (sighs) On the 15th of September is when this absolute monster took his baby daughter's hand and led her to Melbourne Southern Cross Railway Station, let go of her hand and told her to wait on the platform. He then went up the escalator looked at her once and abandoned her there so he could make his flight to Los Angeles. The terror she must have felt. Little three-year-old, so scary. They're usually little cling bots too. Yeah. You know, little guys, little three-year-olds are quite clingy to their mamas. But she was such a good, like a good little girl. She's like, oh yeah, so dad's told me to do this. So I'm going to do exactly what he says. I'm going to wait here patiently because she trusted him. Yeah. I have feelings about this. Little monkey. Big feelings. Mm, big feelings. And they are not, not happy feelings. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And just so everyone knows, I made sure that I went through and moved all the naughty words that were in here. Not all of them. <laughs> she wouldn't let me take them I'm all out. I'm sorry, but I don't think I was saying fuck that much. Anywho. <laughs> oh, no. There's another one. And sneak that one in for all the ones you cut out <laughs> and all the insulting things I wrote. Yes, there was many name-calling. There was. I was getting a little spicy on this one. Deservedly. Mm-hmm. So she stood there for a while until an older Chinese couple approached her and asked where her family were. It was noticed that she had dirty hair. It was oily and clinging to her scalp and she was visibly upset. <laughs> she was so upset that when police arrived, she wouldn't even tell them her name. So they called her Pumpkin because of the clothing she was wearing which is a brand called Pumpkin Patch, which is super popular in Australia and also just super cute. Very cute. So Shuey made his flight. I'm sure we were all super relieved about that. So relieved. And disappeared into the USA. 
Meanwhile, back in Australia, the police were working to try and figure out what happened with this sweet little girl, who they'd placed into an emergency foster carer's house. On the 17th of September 2007, they finally had a break and were able to confirm her name and her father's. Meanwhile, the search for Annie was on. The police had made inquiries at the house, talking to neighbours and her community, all the while walking around that silver car parked out the front, like for two days. But thankfully, on the 19th, they did finally find the body of Annie in the boot. The New Zealand police did cop a lot of flack for that, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but how would you know? Like, it's only been a few days. So I'm guessing if the weather had been cooperating, it probably wouldn't have had that much of a smell. No, I don't think so. And, and New Zealand's not particularly hot most of the time. Yeah. But still, mm. come on someone's missing and we think bad things have happened. (laughs) And it was parked out the front of their house. Mm. Anywho. So now the police knew that this was definitely a homicide and the search really began for Shuey. Credit to all the policey type people involved in this though, because they actually all communicated really well with each other, which is something we know sometimes is not to the best of their ability. So yay them for not, you know, swinging their dicks in the wind. (laughs) Yay them. See, there's a naughty word again, just for funsies. <laughs> you can't control me. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> On the 16th of September, the Victorian police shared what information they had with New Zealand, Interpol and the US police. And by the 20th, an arrest warrant had been issued by the New Zealand police. Now, there were a few hiccups. The arrest warrant was sent to Interpol in the US, who quickly put out a thing called a red notice which apparently means to seek the location slash arrest of a person wanted by a judicial jurisdiction or international tribunal with the view of extradition. So You did that so well. That was like a full tongue twister. (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically a fancy arrest warrant. So they could have just, you know, cut it down to that. But hey, let's be fancy. Yeah. And that was issued to the (laughs) Los Angeles Police Department to find him. But the LAPD claimed that they never received the red notice from Interpol and that they needed a warrant directly from New Zealand. But New Zealand police refuted this and ended up not needing to send one, so I guess they sorted it out. (laughs) Apparently, even the FBI offered to help out to find this amazing gentleman. See, it makes me think that there was a little bit of dick swinging there. Maybe. Maybe. Made me say it. Just a little wiggle. The U.S. Marshals issued a wanted poster for Shui, and they even featured him on that TV show, America's Most Wanted. So he was getting a fair amount of attention. More than a Kardashian almost. Oh my So fancy. (laughs) Now, because of this, there were sightings of Shui in Houston, Texas, Biloxi, Mississippi. See, I want to sing the song M-I-S-S. No, I won't do it. Yeah. And Mobile. (laughs) And Alabama, all of which didn't actually end up with his arrest. However, on Thursday, the 28th of February, 2008, Shui's run was finally done. Did we mean to rhyme that? Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) This bit, I freaking love what happened next. Seriously, I'll let you do this one because (laughs) this is really fun. So here's the tea. Shuei was feeling comfy and he was living in an apartment block in the town of Chamberlain, Georgia. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Near Atlanta. He had tried to kind of merge in with the local Chinese community, I think, and thinking that he wouldn't be spotted by doing this, 
But Biatch, no. A photo <laughs> was in the Chinese newspaper about Shui and the whole deal, and members for the Chinese community recognised him. Now, they actually did try to contact police, but unfortunately, they had a bit of difficulty being understood because they didn't really speak a lot of English. Side note, the Atlanta Journal headline on this made my day a little brighter. It called these people a Kung Fu posse. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. A little racist, but still a bit funny. Still a bit funny. <laughs> anyway, since help apparently wasn't coming from the police, these awesome fuckers, six of them in total, got frustrated and went and captured Shui themselves. And when they got him, they pulled his pants down because there's nothing worse than a public de-pantsing <laughs> and used his pants to tie his legs together and his belt <laughs> to tie his hands together till the police came. Now, they still had this whole communication issue, but they got past it by using a paper to demonstrate to the police that this was the guy in the paper who was wanted for murder in New Zealand. <laughs> so good. So and awesome. I bet you they didn't just pull his pants down and tie his hands up. I reckon there was a little bit of bruising and, you know, stuff that may have happened. I have no mm -hmm. doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so Shui was promptly arrested and was found that old mate had actually overstayed his US visa. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then this moron was deported back to New Zealand and into the waiting arms of Her Majesty the Queen's New Zealand Police Force. Shui tried to say that he wasn't who they thought he was and gave fake names. So he had a red hot crack at it, but his driver's license from New Zealand didn't agree. So that was pretty quickly torn down. And on the 9th of March, 2008, he was in custody and facing a trial date for the 2nd of June, 2009, for the murder of his wife and abandonment of our little pumpkin. Now, the prosecution presented the ongoing history of DV and the defence, of course, tried to defend this sack of crap by claiming that Annie was unfaithful. So, you know, death. It's always the answer, for fuck's sake. And wait for it. She died due to sexual misadventure. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be that this humongous sack of XY chromosome crap couldn't control his big feelings. It has to be because of the vagina. What the fuck? But we will come back to that also. I feel your rage. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the court was having none of this fuckery. And on the 20th of June, Shui was found guilty. And on the 31st, he was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum 12 years non-parole. Doesn't really seem like much though, hey? No, not at all. My God, he took her whole life and ruined our little pumpkin's I know. life. Like seriously. And if I haven't said it enough, she's adorable. I know. How dare he? Mm. Anyway. Now, since then, this sack of sputum has been just doing amazing things. First up, he's working as a janitor in the prison, so he's able to spend a lot of time around shit, which makes me a little happy. But he actually wrote a book while he was in prison in 2012. It was being sold in Auckland's Chinese supermarkets. His book is called, What Makes Me Cranky? I Was Not the Murderer, where surprise, surprise, he denies killing his wife. An excerpt from the book says, the whole world has accused me of being a murderer, but I dare not kill even a chicken, not to mention kill my wife. Right. He just beats her a lot. Does he beat up chickens okay. too? Turd monkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now I want to remind you again about how the prosecution brought up that Annie apparently had an affair on poor little Shuey. And now isn't this the shit? Poor Shuey. (laughs) In his book, Shuey claims a middle-aged fat woman witness who was my temporary sex partner when my wife was away gave false evidence in court. So wait. He was having an affair too? And look how he refers Mm. to this woman. He's such a prince. And has he looked at himself in the mirror? He's not a freaking Hemsworth. I don't like him. Thought I'd say that out loud in case I wasn't clear. And by the way, we've got a wonderful photo to put up of him too. So you can all enjoy it. Enjoy his beauty. No Hemsworth at Mm -mm. all. So in 2020... Shui actually went before a parole board. I can't believe that they were already giving him the opportunity to do that. But the board thankfully decided that despite Shui being a model prisoner towards other men in prison, his violent tendencies were still so extreme that he is not considered rehabilitated or safe to be out in public. So it was denied. He also finally admitted that he did, in fact, kill his wife. (gasps) The shock, the horror. To the parole board. He claims, and get this, when I was first sentenced, I did not have enough understanding of this. Later, through Mm. my work and study conducted in prison, I came to realise that my offence was really very serious. (laughs) Wow. How do you not know that murdering your wife was serious? My God. I know, right? (laughs) He's so special. Regarding his abandonment of Pumpkin, he said, at the time, I brought my child to Australia in order to escape from this. It was very inconvenient to bring her along. Can we say narcissist? Yes, 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 we can. Yeah, I think it was pretty inconvenient for her that you murdered her mum and, um, you know, traumatised her for life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatevs. He's such a dick. (laughs) So... Just as a little bit extra, I just want to bring you back to that article in the Sydney Morning Herald because the Tai Chi Australian Chief Executive and Oceana General Secretary Han Jim Song said they had never heard of Mr Shuey. And he also said that he was surprised by Mr Shuey's action of abandoning his daughter. Grandmasters have high moral standards, high family values, he said. I think we can all agree he does not have those standards. No, 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 no. And interestingly, to add to this, Shui also had previously abandoned another daughter. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, fun times. Now, the last big part that we need to discuss is, so what happened to Pumpkin? Thankfully, Pumpkin had a good nonna. Who doesn't love a good nonna? Pumpkin's nonna, Liao Xiao Ping, flew in from China to reunite with her grandbaby on October the 4th, 2007. And that's when the New Zealand family court granted her custody and visitation rights to her half-sister, that abandoned little girl, Grace Shio, who had also shown interest in adopting her. And on the 6th of October, they flew back to China. Grace Shui actually set up a fundraiser for Pumpkin and raised 40000 New Zealand dollars, but her grandma actually rejected the money. So now I think it's just being held for her till she's of age, which is nice. Now, Liao Xiaoping gave testimony at the trial And at the end of her hour-long testimony, Mrs. Liao asked to say some words to the jury, but they did not allow it. 
When Justice Williams then asked how her granddaughter, who was living with her in the Hunan province, was doing, Mrs. Liao broke down at the end of her reply. The reply was not translated for the jury after the judge said it could be controversial. Now, I've tried to find out what was said, but absolutely no luck. Um, But I can guarantee you that she's a Chinese nonna. It was brutal for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. So the last we heard, Pumpkin was doing okay in China with her family. But six months later, she still hadn't been told that her mother had died. Whenever she asked, she was told that her mother would be back soon. A Herald Sun article wrote, Meanwhile, a close male family friend told Channel 9 through a translator that Shui's little girl was struggling with her new life. She misses her mum very much. She often mumbles, mum, mum, where are you now, he said. (laughs) I know. She still doesn't know the truth. The source said, Qian Xuan Shui was increasingly anxious and withdrawn, telling her grandmother, you're probably lying to me. It's really weird for a child to say that, he said. Oh, I know. Then the next morning, around six, she got up, staring out by the window for a long time. Louis, Mrs. Lue, plans to send Pumpkin to a child psychologist to help her deal with her ordeal. But for now, the toddler lives at a kindergarten and comes home only on weekends. Makes me sad. Yeah. It is believed that the teachers and the fellow students haven't been told of her past either. I so hope she's okay and that her world gets a bit better, but that's all we know about her. So if you or someone you know is suffering a domestic violence situation, please reach out for help. You can do this through 1800RESPECT for our Australian listeners, 0508-744-633 for New Zealand, or Google your local DV centres for more assistance. We'll also list these details in our notes, along with some truly cute photos of Pumpkin and a hilariously wanky photo of Shuey. <laughs> so until next time, Darklings. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.